Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from just outside of Nashville, my guest is a country singer who has won several independent music awards, including Independent Music Artist of the Year, Female Vocalist of the Year, and Entertainer of the Year. She has released a couple singles this year and has a new album in the works. She also released a new video a few months ago, too. You have been hearing a song of hers entitled The Tough Go Shopping, it's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Lynn Easterly. Hi there, Bruce. Nice to talk to you. Hi, Lynn. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great you to bet. be here. We always start off every episode by having the guest talk about the song of theirs that was playing during the intro. In this case, let's have you tell the listeners about The Tough Go Shopping. The Tough Go Shopping was... Uh, originally written by Donna DeSopo and was pitched to me by Harry and Francis Date of uh, Music Matchmakers Network Publishing Company. And the song uh, was recorded by Greg Cole in Slaw Dog Production Studios in uh, Smyrna, Tennessee. Now, we have listeners to this show who are up-and-coming artists, and, and they're listening each week to try to learn some lessons from the guests and when you just said the song was pitched to you explain to those young aspiring entertainers what that means that means that uh somebody from the uh tennessee songwriters association uh wrote the song and submitted it to this publishing company and the publishers sent me the song by email to see if i wanted to record the song on my album okay okay uh listeners wow there is a video for that song the tough go shopping on lynn's official youtube channel and it has over a quarter of a million views that's that's amazing congratulations (laughs) on that lynn it's it's a video that looks like it was a lot of fun to make i wonder where was that filmed and how easy was it or or i don't know maybe maybe they were shy and nervous getting all those extras to appear in the video, both the the females as well as the motorcycle guys? Well, actually, the song, uh, the video was uh, done in a little small town in Florida called Tavares, and uh, there were no actors or extras. It was actually Mm. the business people, small business people from Tavares, Florida. Wow. And we just, it was an absolute blast. I mean, it (laughs) rained and everything, but it was still so much fun. It was. So when you make a video like that, did, how how much t- 
time is spent or isn't spent, how important is it that those people, especially since they're not trained actors, for them to know, listen, this is what the song is about, and then this is what we're doing video-wise to try to tell that story. Is is that a part of the process, or, or am I overthinking yeah. it in, in this particular case? No, it's a part of the process. They, they, they know well ahead of time, you know, what their part is and, and how serious it is. And, and the thing about doing a video is you're constantly having to reset and start over. You know, you, you repeat the same things over and over and over again. And, <laughs> and it's, it's quite uh, time-consuming, very time-consuming. And you mentioned uh, Tavares, Florida, a small town that only because I live in the greater Tampa Bay area have I actually heard of it. But uh, you and I are probably two of the few that have. So, so how does a video end up being shot in a small town like that? Um, well, I had a, a friend of mine that was a uh, camera lady there. She she had her own video company there, okay. and uh, I came there to visit, and I loved it. I just thought it was beautiful. I loved the people. Uh, we went to a place that was called Owl's Landing there, and that's where I met all the little business people and everything, and they they just said that they'd be in it. I loved it. I was like, y'all need to just be in my video. I want to do a video right here. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder, uh, I, I'm, I'm rolling the dice a little bit here on this one, but I wonder when you're telling the story about here, here is what the song is about. I wonder, do you get one person who's in the video, two people who are in the video that kind of roll their eyes and say, Oh boy, I've been there. I, I know, I know exactly what this is. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Because, well, yeah. When they, the funny thing that I get is when you hear the song, you don't see the picture as what it would be when you see the video, and then you see the video, and they're like, "Oh my goodness, this is hilarious!" <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they don't they don't expect these biker dudes to be out there trying on cummerbunds and everything <laughs> shopping with the ladies you know it's it's that's what makes it so fun so going back then to the idea of this song was pitched to you what do you look for in a song when someone brings a song to you and says, hey, we've got this song, it's Tough Go Shopping, what do you think of it? Because I, I would think that there has to be a part of you, and, and please correct me because I'm, I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth and I don't want to, but I would think there has to be a part of that process where you look at a song and you say, you know what, this, this song is just not me, or, or I, I don't think I can sell yeah. this, I don't believe in the message, this isn't who Lynn Easterly is, I don't, no thank you, I'll, I'll pass. Oh, yes. I, well, uh, yes, everybody knows what it's like to be dumped. So <laughs> I really related to the song. I look to I look for that wow factor where that it's upbeat. And I, I think, uh. you know, when people hear this, this is really going to stick in their head. Mm. You know, so if I know that it's going to stick in their head and then I really attach to it myself, then okay. I know that's the right song. Okay. Well, as I mentioned, uh, I do go to great lengths every week on the show to try to pull information from my guests that will help the up-and-coming artists who are listening. I mentioned the great success that the video for the Tough Go Shopping has had. We have had some guests talk, uh, for example, about how to get better exposure for their videos. Listeners, go back and check out episode 85 when I interviewed Jillian Spear. She's a California-based singer-songwriter, she talked during our interview about how she got her videos to show up on YouTube under Vivo. 
Lynn, in your case, any tips, any insight as to how you've gotten, as I mentioned, over a quarter million views on the Tough Go Shopping on YouTube? Uh, what I did is um, I sent out a press release. I sent out press releases, and I put them on uh, my social networks, Facebook, SoundCloud, all of that, and Reverb Nation. Reverb is a big outlet to get your videos seen. Okay, okay. So, yes, a lot of social networking, and, and you just, you know, you go on there and you, and you just bring it to people's attention and keep putting out those blasts. You just keep blasting on your Facebook and all of that, and the people, once they hear it and they like it or they see it and they like it, they keep sharing it. Yeah, and as you say, it's a song that gets stuck in your head, and and so when there's a video to match up with it, and and hats off to you. I I love the idea that that you sent out a press release for it, too, because everybody is so quick to say, well, you got to put it on social media, but there's not a whole lot of people that are still talking about press releases, and I still believe in them wholeheartedly, so good for you, because it sounds like you're saying that you had a lot of success uh, with, with contacting people that way and letting them know about it. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. You have got new music that we want to talk about, but first, because this show has gotten listeners from 120 countries around the world, there are people who are just being introduced to you and your music for the first time. So, Lynn, give the listeners the backstory on the musical roots in your family. Okay, I was, uh, I was raised one of six children, and uh, my mother was also an entertainer, and uh, she performed with uh, greats such as Red Savine and uh, Bobby Helms and uh, Michael Twitty. And uh, my great-grand—well, my great-great-grandmother was a opera singer, known opera singer in Italy, named wow. Cecilia Bonai wow. was her name. And uh, I started singing behind my mother she when i was three years old Mm. (laughs) by the time i was 10 years old i already had my own band and when my mother was playing out somewhere when they went on break my little band would play at at what age were you 10 oh my gosh when i started had my own band yes oh my gosh now uh your own band so what what other what other members were in the band i don't necessarily mean names but was there say guitar bass and drums or or oh yeah i had a i had a uh 10-year-old uh, little uh, guitarist. My uh, drummer was a 9-year-old little girl. Mm. And my bass player was an 11-year-old. Amazing, amazing. And, and I, I take it that this was, quote-unquote, your band? You you put the band yeah, together? Yeah, it was my band. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how exactly did, did you do that? Were these friends of yours, or, or how, did, uh, how did that come to be? Uh, my mother's band, it was some of their children, so we just ah. all got together and decided to put our own little band together. Wow, I like that, I like that. And and these are some amazing stories because, you know, this is this is something that obviously nowadays we hear more and more, you know, about people that are starting younger and younger into music. And, and I say it in, in a way that people are starting younger and younger, but doing it you know, at a, at a, at a, I'm going to say a serious level. Last week on the show, uh, Mary Sarah, uh, singer, songwriter, and guitar player, she was on The Voice this year. Uh, she was eight years old, and she was already performing in churches and radio stations and regional opry theaters. And then uh, at age 12, she became uh, a singer and dancer in the touring company of Kids Bop. And so here you are saying that uh, you were as young as, as 10 when you had your first band, 
and you know look at it it obviously was was a, a you know a sign of things to come I, I wonder though was it just kind of natural that you're drawn into music you said you were singing at, at three but was yeah. there ever kind of this push by your mom like well obviously you're going to do music too Lynn absolutely not when she would be she she would sit around the house and play her guitar and she would sing to us Hmm. when we were little and I was always the one right up front and center right there looking at her as she was singing so by the time I was three I knew every song that she sang wow wow so but I yeah and I think it's something that really in the music business I think it's something that's it's just in your blood really I -hmm. think it is and and you have your calling and and I just absolutely love music. I've loved it from the time I was little and and probably will. I mean, I'll probably be 80 and still trying to crawl on stage. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> well, but I like that because, you know, you, you said it just kind of came naturally. It wasn't a case of, you know, oh, yeah, you know, mom was, was not going to take no for an answer. And, you know, I, I, think, I think parents that push their kids are, are the ones that are going to end up pushing them out of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the same thing with modeling. Same thing. Yeah, and listeners, uh, on a related note, um, go back uh, a few weeks ago, episode 131, Macy Medford. She's another example. Uh, we talked during that interview about the fact that she was only 14 years old and was nominated for Pop Artist of the Year at the Los Angeles Music Awards. So lots of lots of really neat stories and, and lots of people that are... Um, building a career as, as obviously has been the case with Lynn and, and, uh, you know, it's great to hear Lynn when, when people can tell a story like, like yours is where it's, I have this long musical history, Bruce, but you know, my family never pushed me into it. It was a decision I made on my own. Definitely. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from just outside Nashville is country singer Lynn Easterly. Visit her official website at www.lynneasterly.com, and her last name is spelled like Easter with L-Y at the end. As always, you can just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her name. She is very much on social media, too. You can find Lynn on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, as she mentioned, she is also on Reverb Nation and on SoundCloud, which is, of course, one of the platforms that this show is available on. Do purchase Lynn's music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, all the usual online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net. It stands for Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. That's all at nhte.net. Sign up for the email newsletter there, and subscribe to this show and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music, too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just two of them already, Mary Sarah from last week and Macy Medford from episode 131. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. 
And by the way, whether you're going to look for Lynn's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Lynn, uh, you have moved around a bit too, originally from Ohio. You lived here in Florida. And of course, we know that you are now in Tennessee. And you also even mentioned recording at a studio that's based in Texas. Talk about all those moves, uh, but also keeping your hand in music along the way. Um, well, I, I, I moved from, I, I was raised in, uh, I was born in Ohio. I was born in Dayton, Ohio. And uh, when I was uh, 10 years old, my uh, family moved from Ohio to Naples, Florida. And, uh, as of course, my mother was still performing then, and she was also a paint contractor, so she ran her career and uh, was a painter on top of that. So uh, we left there, and uh, when I started getting my break in music, I was probably, uh, I'd say, in my early 20s when I first started really trying to pursue it full time. And, uh, but I was in a, um, motorcycle accident mm. with a, uh, truck and the, actually I was hit at 60 miles an hour oh, boy. on the back of a motorcycle. And, uh, I was on, wound up on crutches for like a year and a half. Oh boy. So, uh, I bounced back from that and, uh, started trying to pursue my career again, and while coming to Nashville, I was in an accident with a semi-truck. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So that knocked me down for about four more years, boy, and, oh boy. and I'm just one of those people, I just bounce back up, and, I, and I'm, that just goes to show you how dedicated I am to my music. And how. Because regardless what happens, I will, I've battled through a lot of stuff just to make sure that I could get where that I am today. So. Wow. God bless you. Well, so along the way in, in setting up shop in all these different places, like you said, you lived in Ohio up until 10. So I, I assume that, uh, was it, was Ohio where you were when you, when you had the band that we were talking about before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So does it, does it benefit you at all, all these years later to, to have been from Ohio, to have lived here in Florida, you know, in terms of, you know, you still have contacts, you still have opportunities back there, or is it, you know, ah, oh, that stuff is, is too far in the past, I haven't really maintained enough contacts. Oh, no, and... I love Florida. I go back to Florida every chance I get. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love Florida. I, I hang out around uh, Naples, Fort Myers. Okay, okay. Places like that, yeah. Okay. No. Well, um, but what about, because I, I know there's there's people out there listening who, who face this challenge themselves. So, you know, you talked before about your mother and, and her performing career. Was the, did, you, did you ever have to deal with the case of being her daughter as opposed to, I just want you to look at me as Lynn Easterly and the fact that I perform on my own. Don't associate me as being her daughter. I'm, I'm getting the, I'm doing what I'm doing because of the talent that I have, not because of who my mom is. Oh, yes, when I was growing up, they were like, you will never sound like your mother. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I heard it all the time. But, but of course, I'm, I, I know I'm not going to sound like my mother. I thought she was great, and my vocals are totally different from her. Ah, see, I like <laughs> so, that perspective. We have two different styles here, but, yeah, I, I think I got the talent from her. 
no, my, I got a lot of my talent from her. So if anything, I've always, she was always my idol. Oh, wow. My mother was. Wow. You know. I like that perspective. But what what advice do you have, Lynn, for, for anyone listening who, you know, is kind of battling that, that, yeah, everybody just looks at me as, well, you're Fred's son, you know, or, oh, you're, you're Mary's daughter. Because some of those people, you know, they, they do let that deter them, and, and they really shouldn't. Uh, the best thing to do is is pick your own image and don't be afraid to step out of the box. You don't want to sound like anybody else. You want to come out there and, and, and have people notice you for who you are, not from what your parent was. Now, did you ever have, I don't want to overstate it and say any run-ins with your mother, but any, you know, where, where you did what you just suggested and and decided, okay, this is who I'm going to be. And, and was there ever any resistance from your mom saying, oh, I don't, I don't know that that's really the way to go. I don't, I don't like what you're doing with you. Or, or was she just supportive, a hundred percent of the oh, way? Oh, she was always supportive, always supportive. I mean, sometimes she would like to try to pick my songs for me. <laughs> 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 and I would take. Of course, I listened to a lot of her advice, and then. You know, usually I, I either went along with her or I picked my own thing. I still did my own thing. And does your mom still perform today? No, she's retired. Ah, uh, okay. She's retired, yeah. Is, is, she, is she retired but, but the number one Lynn Easterly fan? Yep. She's still <laughs> my number one fan, that's for sure. So can you still go to her for advice about, you know, your singing career, about tough decisions that you're faced with, about things that... You know, you kind of need a, a, a voice of experience from someone that can relate as opposed to just someone who, well, you've not been in music before. You, you know, you don't, you don't really understand. Is, is, is mom retired from singing but still very helpful to you? Oh, she's still very helpful. I, I get her opinion on just about everything that I do. Wow. And see, uh, the, the reason I, w- I wanted to, t- to talk about this is because, you know, I have had some guests on that have talked about, oh, when I was 14, I did this. And then when I was 16, I did this. And when I was 18, I did this. And, and of course, their parents are, are supportive along the way because they're, you know, they're still just teenagers. So it's great to hear that now you're living your adult life and you're still singing. And it's not a case of, oh, she's got this cute little band at age 10. It's no, you know, I, I still need my mom and she's still supporting everything that I'm doing with my music. She, she calls me an exhibitionist. <laughs> okay, I want you to, I want you to she define was, the context. <laughs> <laughs> she was shy, and as I said, as I got her talent, but I didn't get her shyness. My, uh, my father, however, had the gift for gab, and, and he was out there for everybody, you know, and that's the, the, I got the gift from, of gab from my dad. Well, you know, what about something like we were talking earlier in the interview, we were talking about, about videos, and, and specifically we were talking about the video for the Tough Go Shopping. So, you know, was your mom ever someone who had the opportunity to make a music video or two or five or ten, or, or did she make zero? Because where I'm going with it is I wonder, does she look at your music videos and say, oh, Lynn, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she was, uh, she, she's never done a video. And I think the... In the Tusco shopping video, she couldn't get past the bustier. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, these people are in character. It's just a video. It's like, 
Mom, they all wear stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is, if someone approaches you at your performance wanting to sing, the answer is no, because the manager or whoever booked you and is paying you to sing. They're not paying that other person, and that means that they're not paying you to sit around because someone else is singing. There are other reasons, too, why the answer is a polite but clear no. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show, To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. So, Lynn, I mentioned back in the intro that you have released a couple new singles this year and that you have a new album in the works. So, for starters, tell the listeners where you've been recording this new album uh, or, or where you've been recording the, the, the singles and who is doing the producing. Uh, and, and then uh, also if you could kind of connect the dots in, in terms of how you are connected with the studio and your producers. Okay. Uh, well, my uh, it might get loud album that I am recording, I just released uh, my first single, which was It Might Get Loud, the same name, and uh, it's being produced by, the whole album actually is being produced by uh, Jake Clayton and Rob Daniels, and uh, uh, most people around Nashville, they all know who Jake Clayton is. He is a very well-known uh, multi-instrumentalist. He, he plays like 28 different instruments. Oof. And uh, he's known as he is he is it in Nashville, very well known in Nashville. And uh, as a matter of fact, he used to um, play backup for Tanya Tucker. Wow. And uh, the um, studio that we recorded the single "It Might Get Loud" was uh, Troy Laquetta's studio from the band Telsa. Yep. And uh, which was in um, Mount Juliet. Tennessee, and uh, the song was mixed by C.J. Boggs, who is also works in partnership with uh, TCM Music Group. Yeah, so that's um, thank you. I, I, those are exactly all the details I, I was wanting you to fill the listeners in on. But I, I wonder, uh, you know, you're, you're giving out some big credentials here. How how are you able to get connected with with these types of people? Well, I was trying to, um, I was working on a um, reality series myself. I was going to try to produce my own reality series, and uh, uh, it was called The Real Life of a Country Music Entertainer, and uh, I met a man by the name of Ray Boone in uh, Nashville, and he started uh, helping produce this show, 
and uh, we finished it. It just never really came to fruition. Uh, we had uh, interest from CMT, though uh, they said it wasn't riveting enough that we would have to, you know, bring more drama to it. So uh, he knew Jake Clayton, and he knew that I wanted to get an album done, wanted to start with the album, and he uh. introduced me to Jake Clayton and Rob Daniels, and then, of course, Jake Clayton introduced me to Troy Lachetta. Okay. Uh, and that's, it just, it's really, like, it's by word of mouth or, or you know, other people, and then just like the hosted the uh show was uh, Dean Sams of Lone Star, which is also wow. a friend of Ray Boone's. Wow, wow. So it's just, sometimes it, it's just like, it, you know, it started out with the dates and the other album. But when I started the first album, I was um, in a competition, you know, Loretta Lynn, she had the uh, Loretta Lynn talent search. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won first place at one of her talent search competitions. Mm. And uh, Reba McIntyre's cousin Jeff uh, just so happened to be out in the audience and heard me sing. So he tucked me under his wing and, and of course, as they say, pitched me (laughs) some of his songs, which he gave me some of his songs to put on an album to help me get the first album of the Tufco Shopping album started. And all. So he was a big stepping stone. And then uh, we did uh, uh, Project Route 66, of which he and uh, Loretta Lynn, uh, Danny Shirley from Confederate Railroad, were all on, were all on to uh, uh, bring back, uh, you know, promote the uh, Route 66, the road Route 66, yep. and bring yep. tourism back to the state and to that road. Uh, so uh, I've been a big part of that for quite a few years. I'm still, you know, if they need me for anything, I still donate my time if needed. So I donated a, a bluegrass song, to be exact. And uh, so that's how I got in with that. And But like I said, it was all through Jess McIntyre and uh, Bill Hamilton. Yeah, this is this is all this is all very fascinating because it's amazing. It's you know kind of a snowball effect, but it's also you know you you meet one person and it turns out that they know this person, and then that person knows this guy over here, and all of a sudden this this trickle down effect, uh, just you know the the small network that all of a sudden forms around you just just from making one or two key contacts. So. That's a that's a great testimonial to to the importance you know of of I don't want to say being in the right place at the right time but maybe more so you know meeting the right person obviously uh, you know if if uh, Reba's brother wasn't in the audience you know who knows how things would have gone but he was and and lo and behold look at what it led to with her cousin oh her cousin okay okay <laughs> uh, so what what about the album then when will it when will it be out how many songs will be on it uh, any other details there will be this will be a nine song album mm-hmm. and uh, I just finished laying down the uh, final vocals to uh, three of the songs and I've got two more that I have to put um well, no, I laid them all down. That on it, I did. <laughs> and I have. <laughs> we have to put the uh, um, backup vocals and stuff on it now. We we bring in the backup singers and and do the harmonies and all of that, and then we send it for final mix. And I should have it ready by probably 
the end of October at the latest. Ah, okay, okay. That's that's soon. That's soon. Is this uh, is this an exciting time for you, or is it a I'm I'm just exhausted and I'm relieved for it to be finished? Um, it's exciting. It's always exciting. Well, that's great. That's great. I wonder when you just mentioned the the backup singers, do you get that deep into the project where you actually have a say in the backup singers, or is it look these people are pros? I, I trust them. They they know it sounds good. Well, they're pros, but they let me have say as far as who sings backup. But uh, the the backup singers, we have a girl, her name's Danny, that comes in. She's actually from Australia. Wow. And she she flies between California and Australia and back to Nashville. So oh it's gosh. like a, a, you know, it's great to have her because she is just absolutely phenomenal. Wow. Wow. Uh, anyone else that that's uh, on the project that we haven't talked about that that you'd like to mention? Uh, well, I have a you know in the video the video that I did or yeah the for the it might get loud the song that I did actually has another singer on it is Brian Hatton. Okay, and uh, he's he's. Part of the project, and and we're getting ready to do uh, two more duets together. Ah, yes, we're going to be doing two more duets together, and uh, we're going to be uh, performing in uh, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, uh, November the twelfth. And how did exactly. how did Brian come into the picture in 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 the Lynn Easterly camp? Uh, through um, one of the video guys. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, he was one of the video guys, and, and we were searching for uh, someone to play opposite of me mm-hmm. when I went to cut the video, and we single-handedly picked him out. Okay, okay, that's yeah. neat, that's neat. There's all kinds of little stories that go on behind the scenes that, that people don't always <laughs> necessarily hear about. That's, that's very interesting. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from just outside Nashville is country singer Lynn Easterly. Visit her official website at www.lynneasterly.com. As I mentioned before, her last name is spelled like Easter with L-Y at the end, but of course you can, as I mentioned earlier, just look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of her name or any guest for that matter. She is very much on social media too. You can find Lynn on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Plus, she is also on Reverb Nation and on SoundCloud, which, of course, is one of the platforms that the show is available on. Do purchase Lynn's music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, all the usual online retailers. As she mentioned, a new release is on the way, so you'll be sure to want to keep up with her online for those details as the project gets finalized. And, of course, for the live show that she mentioned as well, you'll want to get online and stay in touch with all things Lynn Easterly so you can get details for that as well. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment nhte.net for every episode of this show we've got the full audio on nhte.net plus the guest's photo a link to their website and quotes from the guest on each show sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this show and tell others about it too subscribing is free and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on itunes stitcher radio or by following on soundcloud 
We're thrilled to be on Google Play Music as well. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I always recommend that you listen to episode 101, which was a best of from some of the first 100 shows. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Lynn's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Listeners, uh, Lynn, uh, we were talking about your new music. I mentioned back in the intro that you've also released a new video this year, uh, obviously for one of the singles that you've put out in 2016. And here again, it's only been out for four months and already Lynn has close to 83,000 views on the video. It's actually the song we're going to play at the end of today's show. Uh, but Lynn, um, just talk about the actual video itself right now. You mentioned a little bit about uh, it might get loud, but um, production-wise or trivia or just anything, um, you gave us some great insight earlier to the video for the Tufco shopping, um, what else can you tell the listeners? Because obviously they're going to go to YouTube after they're done listening to this interview and they're going to watch the video of It Might Get Loud. Oh, great. Uh, well, it, the video itself was, uh, it was done and uh, produced in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee oh. and, uh, right, by a guy by the name of Jeremy Dirk. He was the actual director on it. And of course, we had a bunch of other producers and and stuff in there. But uh, we also, um, it was done in a barn. We, we went to a barn, and it was like freezing that day. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was so darn cold. And well, the day shots that we did, we did at a, at a little old gas station out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in Lebanon, Tennessee. And uh, we would cover up with a blanket, and then for uh, during the breaks, and then we'd go on with uh, what we were videoing and everything. But it, I mean, we were like frozen solid. And by the time we did the night shot at the barn, it was like twenty eight degrees. Oh in boy! That barn. Oh boy! It was. I mean, it was absolutely freezing. But you, you just, you just can't count on the weather or anything and at that point the weather changed so fast on us that we didn't get a chance to reschedule or anything like that so you you know you just expect the unexpected when you're you're trying to do a video shoot or or anything like that because you just you don't know what the weather is going to hold yeah i'm glad you said that because i was going to ask you you know what 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 does one do in that case you know was it a case of uh, we had to get it all in one day. Was it a case of, you know, it gets too expensive to drag this thing out or so-and-so? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. it's way expensive to, to drag it out. So we had already rescheduled it once ah, due to weather. Okay. And then the weatherman said it was going to be sunny and beautiful that day. <laughs> well, they lied. <laughs> Darn that weatherman. <laughs> so you just, you know, it's just like even as I, once again, I talk about models because they go out there in a bikini in frigid weather. You know, when when something happens, you just have to deal with it. You just 
yeah. try to have fun, and it was fun. We had a whole <laughs> lot of fun. During, we about froze to death, and, but nobody got pneumonia or anything. <laughs> but, that's, but that's good to hear, though, because after hearing all that, it's, it's, it's nice to hear that you actually were able to enjoy the, the making of it. Yeah, bless his heart. We had a, um, our lead guitarist out there. His name is Jordan. Uh, he had a really bad flu, and uh, he was just, that was the day he had just started feeling better. And Naturally. was out there in that weather, and he didn't have a jacket on or anything. So, you know, because when you're videoing, they make you take your jackets off <laughs> everything. So, I mean, it was like, oh. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun, though. And then you can look and see we were, we were having a blast. Can you talk about what you did with It Might Get Loud t-shirts? Because I saw a couple neat promotions that you did, and these are good ideas for up-and-comers to hear about. Um, I got on... Um, I get on, uh, um, what the heck is the name of that <laughs> place? But I, there's a uh, place online that you can Google, and you can make your own T-shirts. You mm-hmm. can design your own T-shirts. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. And I'm going to put them up for sale as soon as my album's ready. You know, I gave away a couple of them on Facebook. I had a, a little competition. I gave away a few of them. And uh, But, yeah, as soon as my album's released, I'm going to start the sales of the T-shirts and all of that. And, and of course, I'll, uh, at my show in November, too, we're going to be doing a uh, concert called uh, Motown Meets Nashville mm. in San Antonio, Texas. And... Uh, I'll be bringing my band, uh, with, of course, which is Jake Clayton Band as well. And uh, we'll be playing with the uh, Vandellas, the original wow. Vandellas. Wow. As in, as in Martha the and two. the Vandellas. Yeah, the Vandellas. Wow, wow. Well, that'll be, uh, that'll, that'll be one for, for the memory book for you, for sure. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you mentioned before that you've donated some of your time to the Project Route 66 Billboard Association. Um, I, again, I, I I don't want this to come out the wrong way, but just for the benefit of the youngsters who are listening that are up-and-comers, uh, obviously there are a lot of benefits to having your name connected to a, an organization such as that one. Um, is it just, you know, it's just something that, that you have to do, or, or can you educate those those listeners who are up-and-comers at all about, you know, because some people unfortunately put their hand out and say, well, what's in it for me? Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's good, you know, you, I mean, it's good to, to donate your time to, like, certain, you know, important benefits or things like that. But if you got someone that's just wanting you to donate, 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 I mean, of course you're not going to want to do that. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, it's good to donate your time to, to benefit different organizations and stuff. Like, you know, like I, I uh, donate money from my album sales. I donate a percentage to the Foundation for Autism. Wow. Wow. See, and if I perform, and actually if I perform at a show with Project Route 66, mm-hmm. I give them 10% of my merchandise sales wow. Wow. at that show. Yeah, so read between the lines there, listeners. If, if you're a young, up-and-coming performing artist, 
Uh, she says a percentage of her merchandise sales. So in other words, she does have an opportunity to sell her merchandise there. It's not as if she has to go there and perform and there's no chance for her to make a penny. Um, but you know, to her, to Lynn's credit, she's, she's giving a portion of it back to them. So that's, uh, that's something that you can consider if, if you're in a position, uh, as an up and comer where you do have the opportunity to, to possibly align yourself, uh, with a, a nonprofit or something of that nature. Uh, Lynn, we're going to close today with the song that we mentioned about the video for. It might get loud. Uh, before we let you go, just go ahead and tell the listeners what this song is all about. It might get loud. It's 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 a party song. It's um, I uh, I meet the guy. I'm a city girl, little city girl that uh, come to this little country gas station out in the middle of nowhere and. Uh, a cowboy decides to call me out and thinks I'm just this little city girl, and I told him I was raised in the country. I was raised in my little cowboy boots. Like when I was four years old, I was wearing cowboy boots. So, so I let him know that I could party just as good as he could, and I was just as rough. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. And uh, as we talked about, listeners, uh, yes, we're going to play the whole song, but uh, do make sure that you go and and look for the video as well. Lynn, thank you ever so much for making the time to do this. I really appreciate you talking to me and uh, really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to country singer Lynn Easterly. Do check out her official website. It's www.lynneasterly.com and then engage with her on social media. So that means like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell her you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Remember that she is also on Reverb Nation and on SoundCloud. And of course, do purchase Lynn's music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and other online retailers. Keep up with her online so you can watch for updates on her new album. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to the show and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes is how you share on that platform. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Lynn Easterly. This is the one she just talked about. It's called It Might Get Loud. Ma'am, I see you're new in town. If you left the city lights for a quiet country life, a place to settle down. Welcome to Mayberry RFD. 
Quiet as a tumbleweed most of the week But when Friday night rolls around I'm gonna give you fair warning right now It might get loud It might get rowdy It happens every time 